everybody light up your cigarettes if you got them because this joint is going to be hot talking about a radio powerful transmission but no submission 4-4 down the freeway daddy-o top down Hey guys, 8 o'clock p.m. 2-21-2016, it is Opal City Radio, my name is Mike Sanders, and with me is Emily. Hey guys, what's up? Um, Emily, I I think we should take a vacation. Okay, I, I like this uh, so far. I want to go back to a world where magic, like, exists again. This is boring, all this non-magic stuff that we live in. Yeah, but... I mean, if you went to a world where everything was magic, wouldn't that also become boring? I don't think so, because I could watch TV on a crystal ball, and that's really all I want to do. But you have a crystal ball, essentially, that fits in your pocket? I I don't think you understand what I'm trying to ask. I don't think you understand what I'm getting at either. (laughs) But... It's uh, it is fantasy month mm-hmm. as as you know, and uh, we are going to take kind of a, a weird turn, mm-hmm. and uh, Emily decided to pass me Mystic to read, which is a a cross gen comic. Yeah, we're taking taking a little actually, a lot of the the fantasy stuff that I have lined up, most of which uh-huh. that will be a complete surprise to Michael. Yes. Um. Yeah, a lot of There's it is the- not. Uh, Marvel or DC. A lot of it is third party comics. Yeah. Which is which is fun. You gotta take a break from the big two sometimes. It it is true. And and I do find that when I pick up comics from a third party, like uh, you know, like Top Cow or Dynamite or something like that, you know, it it, it is it's fun, <laughs> you know, because I, I don't know anything about anything and then you don't know anything you and know they, nothing about just, nothing. They just take you along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, we were reading Mystic. Um, Emily, why don't you tell me what this comic is about? Okay. So, Mystic, um, which was written by Ron Mars, yeah. who you might know best from his work on Green Lantern. Yes. I believe he yes. was responsible for Kyle Rayner. Yeah, the ultimate uh, comic geek. Uh, well, not even really <laughs> ultimate comic geek. He's just the favorite of writers because he does comics. Yeah, but I, I like Kyle. It's like, I like him. I like him because I, I don't like him. I, I, I think he's, he's, I mean, he's fine. I mean, he's better than, like, Hal Jordan, well, not saying much. I'm better than Hal Jordan. Like, I, I've never committed genocide on Green Lanterns before while being a Green Lantern, so therefore, by default, I am better than Hal Jordan. never creeped on a young girl either, so... It, this is absolutely true. So, anyway, back to Mystic. Um, yes. yes, written by Ron Mars, uh, art by Brandon Peterson, who I quite like. Yes. Um, this is a fantasy comic that is about a girl named Giselle. Yeah. 
she lives on a world where magic is mundane. Yeah. Like, and the point that I was trying to make in our opening shapes, which you can tell are never rehearsed, yes. is that like in our world, technology is mundane. In our world, technology is the magic. Oh, but it is because you literally in your pocket, you have a device that lets you like access the entirety of human knowledge and experience. Uh, yeah, true. And how that is, is that, like, pretty wonderful. Like think back like 25 or 30 years. How is that not magic? Um, yeah, exactly. I suppose you're so, right. So she, does. she lives right. on a world that it is it's magic is everything. Magic's everywhere. Um, the the world is ruled by I believe it's seven different guilds. Yeah. Um, that each have a different magic focus, mm-hmm. and their leaders rule the world. And you have different countries. She has no interest in it. That's her sister Genevieve, who yes. they don't see eye to eye. Oh, poor Jen. I know, poor poor <laughs> Jen. Um, so her her sister Genevieve is supposed to be like the next leader of the Nouveau Guild. Surprise, things go horribly wrong. Um, yes. A mysterious stranger appears, shakes uh, Giselle's hand. She now has a magic sigil on her palm, which yeah. we'll talk about in a minute. Yes, um, we are going to talk about gonna that. We're going to have to because it figures very heavily. Um, uh, each of the seven leaders of the guilds, they have like these uh, spirits that live in them. that yeah. are pretty much like the past... Um, guild masters this is like where they get their power and wisdom from yeah which is pretty cool i like that 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 sort of mechanic so it's supposed to pass from from generation to generation essentially so Mm -hmm. genevieve is supposed to get the spirit of uh the nouveau guild surprise it doesn't it passes her goes into her sister along with the spirits of all the (laughs) other yes everyone else and they're real upset about that real mad so what you pretty much have is the whole like reluctant hero in Giselle because she wants no part of this. She's never been interested. In yeah. She's not good at it. She's a party girl. She, she's a party girl. She just wants to listen to the jazz and drink the, the cocktails. You know, literally though, yes. Um, so it's, <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't kidding about it. <laughs> no. So, you know, it, it's that. It's her, you know, learning about this whole sigil. Where does this come from? What does it mean? Now that she has all the... Um, the spirits in her what does that mean she has a uh a, a mysterious companion Skip. yes a, a squid yeah which is kind of like a it's a mustache rabbit cat that's what i wrote down so that's what that, it is. that's actually a really good description yes it's a mustache, it's a mustache rabbit, rabbit cat. cat it looks like wilford brimley but a rabbit that is also a cat <laughs> yes um and it can talk which these creatures generally do not talk and yeah. he is kind of like her her magic girl companion. Yeah, he knows <laughs> a lot more than he lets on, yeah, that, so that sneaky like, little what's bastard. Going on with that, and then you have other people that are like coming in and scheming for her powers and what does all that mean? Yes. So that's pretty much the series. Um Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think like what direction now. Um okay, let's talk about Crossgen as a company for a second. Sure, Let, let's do that because I don't know a lot that about Crossjack. kind of feeds into what is going on with the story and then what goes on with the sigil uh-huh. and everything. Okay, so Crossjack started back in 1998. Good year. Good year to start. Good year. Uh, they were a Florida-based company. They were based out of Tampa. <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> uh, it was run by an entrepreneur. 
I think a couple of entrepreneurs. And yeah. the idea was that they were going to have this like multifaceted entertainment brand. Uh-huh. Um they they did buy out Megacon, which Oh, really? Yeah, now is a huge con in Orlando. Back in nineteen ninety-eight, it was popular, but it was like yeah. a, a local con. So. Well, I'm sure that also that made it very, uh, that made it like really. I'm sure it wasn't accessible yeah, that to it them. Wasn't expensive for them. I mean, yeah. I went to MegaCon when it was run by CrossGen. You yeah. know, a thousand years ago, <laughs> when the Earth was still young. But the thing that really made CrossGen different, and this is kind of still what makes me a little mad that it wound up not working, uh-huh. is their whole goal was to be very reader friendly. They had, um, they had a really diverse line of books. It wasn't just um, just superhero stuff. Yeah. I mean, they had fantasy, they had sci-fi, they had like kung fu stories, pirate stories, um, horror, whole range of books. Um, yeah. God, back in like two thousand two thousand one. They had their website that you could go to and you could read the first issue of of a series for free online. Oh, wow. That was nice. Which is... I get... Yeah, it's a good idea. That's pretty <laughs> yeah, remarkable, especially considering, you know, 15, 16 years ago, nobody else was doing that. Um, yeah. Their whole thing was like that, yes, there is an overarching, um, I guess, mythology or whatever. That uh-huh. ties all your books together. So every single book has a sigil bearer. Somebody has, it looks like a, um, a yin-yang symbol. Yeah, except it looks, it's like a yin-yang in Magic the Gathering. That's what it looks like. Yeah, there. I mean, but it's um, it's yellow and, and red. So in every book, there is somebody that has that symbol. They may not, I mean, like in Mystic, it's the main character. Right. Um, We're going to read Sojourn, and in that, it's the villain. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and in... Okay, like my favorite cross-gen book, which was Ruse, which was a Victorian detective story, uh-huh. it was the sidekick, and it hardly ever figured in. And it was just something, it was just that, something was that was weird. there. Um, yeah. So it, you know, so it figured in in different ways. So you always had that. You almost always had the mysterious um, mentor figure who right. had orange eyes. So like in Mystic, it's Skitter, her little mm-hmm. animal companion. Um. It might be a person. Again, they may or may not figure real heavy into the story, but they're usually there. Mm-hmm. And then you have that's, that's an interesting. It's an interesting way to do it because it gives you, as a writer, kind of a neat out. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you wanted to, it's just something that you could kind of keep in your pocket, like the magic, uh, um, you know, like your magic plot device yeah, that you yeah. could bring in whenever you wanted, yeah. which is kind of neat. So I mean, and that was the you know that were whole thing, and then the whole thing too was that. In trying to be reader friendly, um, it was also like, hey, you don't have to read every single book to understand Uh what's happening. Now, obviously, the more books you read, the better idea you have of, like, who are the sigil bearers? What can they do? But it's not absolutely necessary, which was also nice. And we're like, oh, hey, this is actually really cool. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Like, when I try to read, like, Execution of Song, and I'm like... (laughs) I don't want to read 
I, I don't want to read New Mutants, but I have to. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to read 50 years of X-Men comics to understand this one X-Men comic that I'm trying to read right now. Right, yeah, exactly. You know, so that was that was really cool. Um, uh, the problem came in with good old CrossGen is I think they dug too deep and too greedily. <laughs> okay. I think they, they tried to do too much. Um, like mm-hmm. I said, they, they bought the convention. They had a bunch of other stuff going on outside of the comics. Um, a lot of their artists and writers were actually salaried, which oh, doesn't happen in comics. Yeah, so most of the time yeah. they're freelance. They also had freelance writers and artists. Oh, yes. Yeah, so they were probably just hemorrhaging money. And what happened was they wound up, they went bankrupt. They weren't paying their artists or yeah. their writers. Um, that's, that's how it goes. I know at one point, um, Barnes and Noble and Borders like returned a bunch of their books, mm-hmm. which didn't help either. So by 2004, the company is bankrupt. No more comics. Um, Mystic actually got an ending. Oh, well, that's yeah, that, that is it always is good. <laughs> um, like I said, we're going to read Sojourn next, which is another kind of more like classic fantasy. That did yeah. not get an ending. That book ended on a cliffhanger. Oh, wow. And the last two issues are actually scripts. Um, Ruse, they they tried to do an ending as best they could. Yeah. But, but they were in the middle of a, I mean, middle of something. And it's really hard to pull off an ending. So yeah. unfortunately left kind of a grab bag of what was happening with, with their books at the time. Right. Um, I don't know. It still makes me salty like 12 years later because I loved CrossGen. <laughs> and it, it was such a cool idea. And yeah. I'm, just, I'm mad that they had bad business. Well, I mean, handlers. you know, it, when you think about 1998 in terms of comics and you think about like, let, let's talk about like Todd McFarlane, right? Okay, yeah. That dude built a media empire on the back of one comic book. Yes, he did. A lot of people could also say that he maybe built it off one picture of Spider-Man. But, <laughs> um, you know, a lot of people at that time were really grabbing for that, where they're like, oh, my God, like, we could have TV shows. We could have uh, bands. We could have, you know, it was just that's how it went in the 90s. You know, this like, they just tried to get everything at once. Bigger and better. Um extreme it was extreme i'm trying to think i mean marvel had their um cartoons yeah mm-hmm. gosh they dc had uh, what's going on in the 90s with i don't know i think well, warner I mean, brothers bought them out yeah because um, i know marvel I mean, they, was on the verge of bankruptcy in the 90s yeah it was it was pretty bad which i mean well, i mean you had like batman the animated series and all the other WB oh that's right things. god how could i forget that yeah you had some really good animation coming out you had a lot of really good animation in the yeah. movie. Like, so, but... I mean, I could see where Krushin saw, like, there was um, there was a niche, I think, that, that could have been filled. Like right. I said, you know, for reader-friendly comics, they had good talent on these books. I mean, it wasn't just, like, a bunch of nobodies that you didn't know who they were. Right. I mean, George Perez and Chuck Dixon were working i mean these are these are good names so it's not like it was a want of talent or want of good ideas i think at the end of the day it was just it was bad business yeah i mean that's you know sometimes that's what happens in the comic book Um, business unfortunately dudes you gotta you gotta pay your talent 
I like it must be crazy if you guys have just started paying attention to comics mm-hmm. now and you must be like, oh, my God, like it, it seems like they can't fail. Like you have to realize that in like from the 70s on mm-hmm. comics were just like this endangered thing that were like the wrong breath <laughs> would kill them forever. You know, I mean, like like I said, I remember in the. Gosh, and the it was the early night. It was like when I was starting to get into comics. Yeah, like I said, Marvel, Marvel almost went bankrupt, and there was a lot of talk about what would happen to the industry if one of the big two went under. Yeah, it would. Be and it was complete. like, what would that mean to DC? I mean, yeah. would this would this be the death knoll for comic books as we know them? I think it totally would have been if Marvel went under in the 90s and and people just were like, well, whatever. Yeah. You know, I think, yeah, we wouldn't have what we have. Today. Yeah. And that's that's the thing, too, is like you got to remember. And then, yeah, it wasn't always like this. It always wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. With billion dollar franchise movies. And, yeah, exactly. Netflix series. And Netflix and like, series. Yeah. And honestly, like reading comics now yeah. that are like so good and they're so aware and you have like writers and artists who are engaging with fans and they're listening to actual criticisms yeah and they're trying to be inclusive and it's just like y'all sweet summer children (laughs) (laughs) that are just reading comics now yeah have no idea like especially if you're reading comics now and you're like oh but you know there's still stuff that needs to be fixed and i'm like yeah yeah pick up a book from the year 2000 <laughs> right pick exactly. up something from like the mid 90s <laughs> as i make a face yeah i mean it's it, it really is a different world but but we've gotten sidetracked we, we Let, have let's... i meant to just talk about the the cross it was my fault I, I i really did egg you on it's well you know i mean i will talk for hours about anything so to, 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 to pull this back to mystic specifically yes um so yes like i said our 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 main character giselle and i like that everyone in the nouveau world has french names yeah, like pretty much everybody does. Well, no, it's just the Nouveau. Well, that's I mean, that's where we spend. Well, most I mean, of the time yeah, that's where we're spending most of our time because you have like the artist guy's name is Thierry, yeah. and then you have like the what is the detective's name? Devereaux. Oh, yeah, Devereaux. Oh, Devereaux. I like that name. So yeah, so in the, this magic world that that our heroine uh, inhabits, and also okay, a side note, again is like a sign of like how different comics are in the year two thousand <laughs> versus. What you're starting to see more of now. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, ass shots. <laughs> oh, you, you, well, I mean, that was, like, when you talk about third-party comics in, like, the late oh, 90s, man. like, early 2000s, uh, it's all just ass like shots. Her, like, her outfit. Is ridiculous. Okay, because she's wearing, okay, because, like, all the magic people, they all have, like, their different robes. Yeah, they have their, their wizard, wizard robes. robes. Okay, cool. And the Devo people, I mean, that's kind of cool. I like it. I mean, they're they're purple. They have like a cool design on it. You got like the cool like yeah. skirt that even the dudes mm-hmm. wear. And I'm like, all right, that's kudos for you for not letting them wear pants. <laughs> but when she gets her powers initially, it does yes. like 
the sexy 90s holdover thing where it yeah. blasts her corrodes into a sexy bikini. Sexy yeah, I mean, that's suit. well, the spirits decided that she needed a lot less clothes. Yeah, on. that's that's what she has like the one like boot that's just like fabric that's wrapped around her leg up to the thigh. Yes. And I'm like, Giselle, what are you? What is happening? Um, right. Luckily, that only lasts for a couple of issues. And then she magics herself up a beautiful dress. That's a yes. lot better. So I'm like, all right. Yeah. But yeah, her her sexy bathing suit. And then she has like the cape. Cloak, she does have a cape. But it mm-hmm. never covers her backside so that she can no, always no. have her butt poking. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's, that's how it goes. Okay, in this Mr. Mr. Pete Peterson. I know. <laughs> like, could you imagine if they drew Spawn that oh way? My God. Just his ass always. Oh like... my God. <laughs> Be hilarious. Hilarious. Oh I want to see like, I want to see, okay, Hawkeye Initiative. <laughs> I know y'all are listening to this. I want somebody to draw me this. <laughs> but like in Todd McFarlane style. So oh like chains God. everywhere. Well, just just be careful because Todd McFarlane seems like the kind of guy who would sue. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, humor. it's well, you know, it, it is true. <laughs> um, what I like about the initial episodes or uh, comics, you I'm always sorry, call them episodes. I do because they're my shows, they're my stories. They're my, they're my they're my non-movie shows. I mean, like, do do you do voices when you read them? Sometimes, yes. That's. That's so precious, Michael. How <laughs> dare you judge me? I will I stamp you your board as to not. I've been playing a lot of papers, please. So th- just take this into account that I've been role playing like a 1980s communist border guard <laughs> for the past three hours. So just just bear with me. But yeah, sometimes I do read in voices. Okay, okay? I know what Darrow sounds like. I made a oh voice. Oh my for god, him. what's your Darrow voice? Uh, let's see. Where it's like, don't you want to learn more about your origins, Giselle? That, that's a pretty good Darrow voice. I like that. <laughs> it is. It's a real good Darrow voice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it's, what I liked about the earlier issues is, you know, it's a complete change for her to have this sort of power at her beck mm-hmm. and call. Giselle was never really any good at magic and she never really cared that much yeah, about like it. Yeah, I mean, she, she's a party girl. She's a socialite. Right. And so when she's, uh, you know, in, in, in the, in the thick of it, you know, the spirits are actually talking bad about her inside of her own head, (laughs) which is hilarious. And, you know, it's, it's kind of neat, you know, how, how they have that kind of dynamic is that are six separate, six or seven separate spirits in her head that are all just like, oh no, do this, you know? And it's like, it's, it's kind of fun. I liked I don't know. There's a lot that I liked about like the actual story. If some of the details stuck in my crawl just a little bit. Um, (laughs) I do like the trope of, of unwilling hero. Yeah. Unwilling hero. You know, it was a lot of fun. So it was, it was cool to see her come into her own to, you know, figure out what was going on to harness these powers, to not just be at the mercy of this weird symbol that's on her hand now. Right, yeah, exactly. Because she could have walked yeah. away, you know, and she has many different chances mm-hmm. to do it. But 
you know, I mean, her sister's captured and she's got to go save her, you know, and then she does it. She like, yeah, she always man, rises to the challenge. And, it. and it's, it's yeah. good to see that. Um, I liked, I liked the, the different guilds. I liked that. Yeah, idea they were, they were very cool. Of, I mean, yeah, the seven different guilds and they all represent very different kinds of magic. They all represent very different parts of the world. Yes. Which, and also even the, you know, their thoughts on how magic mm-hmm. works is radically yeah, different. So that was really cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. As a as a mage player, <laughs> Mage World of Darkness, for those of you who don't know, uh, you know, there is kind of a similar thing going on. And, you know, I thought I was like, oh, well, that's kind of like a cool sort of, you know, similarity between the game where, you know, like, what is magic? Ask seven different tradition mages, they'll give you seven yeah, different answers. Yeah. Um one will give you the right answer. <laughs> oh. I know how magic oh, okay. works. Actually, no, the only person who'll give you the right answer I is John Constantine. Then, then then he'll he'll steal your wallet and push you onto a train. <laughs> like like you do. Um I liked the um like all kind of like the political backstabbing that we got. Yeah, there, there was, was a lot of there it. was this whole thing. Okay, so when Giselle gets all the spirits, there's like, oh shit, what do we do? Well, they figure out mm-hmm. that they can't get them back from her. They're right. like, we can't let the world know that we don't have these spirits because it will right. be utter fucking chaos. Right. Because they trust. They're just like, no, trust. I've got my spirit behind me. Trust. Yeah. Okay? So it's this whole like, well, we can't let them know, but we can't let this this girl run around. And, you know, so there's all this right. wheeling and dealing and betrayals. There's so much betrayal. Like, the guy from the the necromancer yeah, pro guild. tip, y'all. The dick bag. Don't ever trust the necromancer. No. Especially when he's from like Latveria. Yeah, it's that. This it's is a... really sage advice. I never trust necromancers. Never. 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 I do not fear a wizard, but I never trust I mean, the necromancer. Don't trust the tantric people either. I mean. You can go to a party with them, and it'll be a cool oh, I'm party. Sure it's a great party. Yeah, but you just don't trust them because they'll they'll do weird things. <laughs> no, no, you, you don't want they'll start touching on you, and you'll be like, "But wait, the party's over!" Yeah. And they're like, "It's just beginning." <laughs> no. Um. So that was that was really cool. I like that. Yeah. Um. I did like. Okay, we got we we got some glimpses of like how maybe not specifically how the world works. We spent a lot of time mm-hmm. in um, the, the nouveau area of the world. Yes. Because every area of the world, I guess is, I mean, they're run by the different guilds and their bringing of magic shapes how that part of the world is. And I think probably vice versa. So yes. the nouveau area where Giselle is from, it's very well. It's very Art Nouveau. It's, yes, it's very like nineteen twenties, like or rather, yeah, nineteen French. like you know, swinging. Every, yeah. I mean, everyone has a French name. Um, yeah, there's like a lot of jazz and yeah, there's like pixies running around and everyone has like these cool like flying cars. Yeah, it's pretty I mean, rad. That I liked was it. that was really cool. I like that a lot. Um, Giselle hangs out at a, a, a jazz bar. <laughs> that she does. That she does. Rats. <laughs> um, you know, and we get like a little glimpse of like the 
you know, they have their own army mm-hmm. that the guild is in command of, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. They have, like, their own police force, like, magic police. Yeah, they have, like, magic cops, like, magic, you know, they like, just, uh, old-timey cops. Yeah, so cool. So, like, there's a panel where, like, a dude is bringing in, like, a like a demon. He's, like, in handcuffs. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, like, I like the, later on you get to visit, like, the shaman world. And it's all, you know, like, prehistoric <laughs> and... You know, the tantric world is very, like, jungly. You know, it's you know, beautiful it's... with, like, all their, like, aesthetic sculptures everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You have the, um, oh, what is the one with the, the crazy dude? Um, the astral, oh, the astral one, which is just, which is just mad, bonkers. Crazy. That, we have to talk about that issue, by the way. Yeah, we do. Well, actually. Be- <laughs> well, because they, they bring in, like, oh my God. The stereotypical comic book yes, nerd. Yes, I saw that too. And he's the villain of the. Thing. And I'm like, okay, so, yeah, okay, let, let's let's get to that. So, what <laughs> happens is, of course, Giselle is crossed. She's double crossed by the guild masters who are still around. Surprise, surprise! The necromancer is evil. You know, <laughs> they unleash this ancient evil. She has to rechain it. We'll talk about that, too. Um, yeah. But after all of that, after a couple of different crossings, double crossings, and, and just problems <laughs> everywhere, you know, yeah. Giselle comes to the conclusion. She's like, all right, I'm just, like, using this magic, and I don't understand anything about it. So let right. me go visit the different guild masters and actually talk to them. Yeah, and actually, like, learn why, you know, like... I want to see what makes them all yeah. different. Like somebody from, you know, the, the Noville, the, the Noville guild would yeah, do. She's like, let me you know, go so. and actually talk to these people and like, try to win them over to my side. And also right. I'll win the spirits over because while the guild masters on the outside are, are backstabbing the spirits in her head are doing the same thing, trying yes. <laughs> to like get out and forming their own alliances Right. So she does. She goes and visits the astral world, which their guild master is like a, a, a Doctor Strange knockoff. Yeah, yeah, pretty, except with like dumb hair. Well, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> Doctor Stephen Strange, though. How dare you? Doctor Stephen Strange is beautiful. <laughs> and yes, it's very, like, you know, very absurdist. Anything goes. It's. Yeah, upside down, yeah, upside down castles and people sucking the entire world into hats. You know, and she's like, okay, this this is stupid and tiresome already. (laughs) So, what we have in this one issue is this bad guy who is pretty much like every obnoxious comic book fan you've ever met in your life. Yeah, it's it's really hilarious. Like I was like, so this this is like their chance to get back at people who write them. Letters. I know. I was like, I I see the shade that you're throwing, even though they said yep, no, yep. it's totally not a response to anything. I'm like, all right, whatever. Happens. Yeah, it's like, come on, guys. You were you read it? You read a letter and you were like, this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes in and you know, he's like changing how things work. He's like. You know, this doesn't make any sense. There's no internal continuity anymore. You know, you can't just go in and say that this and this. You can't retcon this and that. And just making this whole mess. And what he's doing is pretty much, like, freezing everything. Yeah, he's turning people into, like, statues, basically. Yeah. And so Giselle has to put it into that. 
she does it by like schmoozing on him. Yeah, like, she does. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that is every awkward comic fan's greatest weakness is a pretty girl. It's this is this is very true. You know, so good for you, Giselle. Striking a blow <laughs> against terrible nerds everywhere. Um. Yeah, that was a fun one. Um. So let let's take a step uh, step backward. <laughs> And and do this whole thing with with Darrow since we kind of we kind of skipped over we, and I like Darrow. Did, I, I did a voice. Okay, He's so a guy. Darrow. This is another common thread throughout mm-hmm. um, the cross gen books. Is right. you have the first, yes. and these are a race of like godlike beings, and they're called the first because they were surprise, surprise. <laughs> they were the, the first. first. Uh, they live on their paradise homeworld. Um, they are. They're they're beautiful and magical and above us petty mortals. And yes. they are divided now into two houses. Um, right. I forget the house's names. It's not important. But it's tied to the sigil because it's... The, there are two sides to the sigil. Yeah, it's the red house and the orange house and those are the two right. colors of the sigil so poor yes. Darrow well poor Darrow nothing he's not whatever he's an asshole yeah. he knew what he, he was did. doing so he is one of the first and yes. he got played like a goddamn chump <laughs> by his, his girlfriend at the time yes and then he got played again by mm-hmm. the girl that he dumped his girlfriend for Yes. And yeah. so the two girls have it out, and the one of um, Anima, Animora? Uh, Animora's the evil Yeah. One. Yes. She gets cursed to be kind of like a sexy Medusa. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I was like, yes, well, <laughs> kind of like a sexy Medusa, because he was like, your beauty, I'll leave just enough of it to forever remind you what you've lost, yeah, like, you know. Yeah, she gets trapped and then whatever, whatever. So Darrow is trying mm-hmm. to like reclimb that social ladder. Yes. Because they basically they're just like, you fucked up and you're a sucker. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he's come to this world to hunt down the sigil bearer. Right. And to get her to be on uh his house's side. Because this will right. be a major thing, because the other thing with sigil bearers is they can kill the first, which right. nobody else can do. But yes. something about the sigil, they are able to kill the first, so that's a big deal. They can, like, drain their life yeah. force, yeah. So he he puts, like, the major, like, douchebag whammy on Giselle. Uh, that he does. That and he does. it's like, oh, I'll train you and teach you about your magic abilities. And <laughs> we have at this point in the comic, we have a lot of hilarity going on because there's this artist oh, guy that God, she meets. This fucking artist. And like he's got, you know, like pictures of her and <sighs> stuff. And he's just like, oh, you're so beautiful. I guess he's supposed to be the good boyfriend, you know, was... but it comes off as weirdly possessive. And OK, creepy. this was my thing with. With theory. Yes. This fucking asshole. So, yes, he's supposed to be... He is. He's supposed to be the good guy. The nice guy. Yeah. I'm putting so many quotes around these words. You don't even know. Yeah. Right. Because um, he is. He's an artist. And he ran into Giselle the night that she got all of her magic powers that she never even wanted. Right. 
And he's like, oh, you know, she's obviously distraught over what has happened. <laughs> and he's yes. just like, oh, but you're so beautiful. You know, I I want to paint you. And she's like, you know what? Now is really right. not a good time. And right. like a creeper, he still gives her like his card. It's like, yeah. just in case you change your mind. She's like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be in pictures, sweetheart, you're going to need me to paint your picture. <laughs> so... Then she meets Darrow, like, right around the same time. Right. And this artist who doesn't even know her, okay? Let, let, let me point yeah. that out. Doesn't e- has known her for less than a day. Knows yeah. nothing about her or her life. He's like, well, I don't trust this new dude that she's with, so I'm, like, gonna sneak her. I'm gonna follow Yeah, I'm gonna follow <laughs> them and spy on them and then, like, go to yes. her sister? Yeah. And I'm like, what part of this makes you the good guy? <laughs> yeah, it, again, comes off as really creepy. Again, like, I, I know what the writer was going for. I think right. he probably, Mr. Mars, I know that you probably thought that, like, oh, no, this is him showing concern. Yeah. And, like, that he loves her. And I'm like, no. Yeah, but y- you're not, like, you're letting the story override the the particulars. Yeah. You know, it's like she's known her for three hours. Yeah. Like, you know, like, no. Yeah. And then, like, the, the, the weird comments he made, like, about her sexy bathing suit. And I'm like, all right, we know she's in the sexy bathing suit. Yeah. But it's like, why are you now policing what she's wearing? You don't <laughs> know her? Like, yeah, it's definitely kind of. And weird. then you wind up hooking up with her sister anyway. So I'm like, there, you're just a yeah. giant. Not only hooking up with her sister, but after she was like, you know what, Theory, I'm going to give you a chance. You seem like you're a nice yeah, guy and blah, blah, blah. The Darrow thing goes to hell. Yeah. And um, it's revealed that he's working with Anna Mora, who was like the greatest evil that her world has ever known. It took all the guild yes. masters to contain her. Um, yeah. Surprise, the necromancer struck a deal with her. Summoned her. Yep, exactly. And then was like, I'll just betray her. As she's walking out, she's like, I'll just betray yeah. him. So <laughs> you have all that going on. Giselle manages to um, suck the life force out of her, seemingly defeating her. It's revealed that yeah. Darrow's been working with this lady all along. He never cared about Giselle ever. He was just yeah. using her. So that blows up spectacularly. And then it, it and she is, she's like, okay, well, hey, maybe this theory guy isn't so bad. And she does. She she kind of goes out with him for a little bit. Yeah. But then it's like he does. He hooks up with her fucking sister because, <laughs> oh, she's been acting so strange and she's not giving me attention. I'm like, you petulant man child. <laughs> it's true. Well, he's, he's, he's that an artist. doesn't excuse your super shitty behavior <laughs> but then it just makes me even more mad because then Giselle is like because she walks in on the making out and like yeah. instead of being mad which she has every yeah. right to be angry about that situation she's just like oh no it's my fault yeah like, it was, no, it was not. I mean like you know and, and who knows where, where this other horrible relationship is going to lead <laughs> But, um, and that's when you get, you know, when they start to to do the switch and then you do all the other, all the other things, doing all the other things. Because, so I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, as you can tell, that, that that's, that's a thing that's stuck in my crawl. 
Yeah, I mean, it is, it's one of those things where it's like the relationship that they created was kind of ingenuine, you know, and it was just like, eh, I don't like, <laughs> like, I, there's a lot of people I didn't like in this yeah. comic where I was just like, you know, oh my God, this necromancer guy's a douchebag. Oh my God. Like all these other guild masters are, are assholes. so terrible. You know? Oh my God. But, you um, know. I mean, it is very much like comic book relationship dot yeah. TXT. Yeah, this is true. A, a b- before writers started being like, you know what, maybe this is not, people don't really, mm. Yeah, maybe we should start modeling this over, like, the way a relationship Yeah, maybe we should look at the of... the actual, like, ramifications and the, um, <laughs> oh, what's the other word I'm looking for here? I don't even know. But, like, look, look at what this actually means. When you have yeah. a dude who has known a chick for less than 24 hours. Right. Like, and then you're trying her. to present him. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's you're part of the problem, comic book writers of the yeah, 90s. Yeah, I'm just like, why didn't Skeeter, Skitter, Skittles. Yeah, Skittles, Skittles the mustache. <laughs> why cat. didn't Magic uh, Mustache Rabbit Cat, why didn't his creeper meter go off with theory? Like, he was all about, yeah. like, Darrow. Like, yeah, oh, well, I guess probably because Theory's just a dude, and he was just like, whatever, this guy's just a jackass. <laughs> yeah, just all figure it out. Everything that is supernatural in, in Mystic talks in a New York tough guy 1950s yes, accent. So, like, all these demons are just like, well, like, this poor demon. Okay. <laughs> so, the uh, necromancer summons a demon to go grab um, Giselle after she gets all of the spirits, yes. right? And it kind of ambushes her in the room. And he's like, hey, the necromancer wants to have a meeting with you. I'm real sorry about this, but you have to come mm-hmm. with me. And she, you know, so of course, she attacks him with her newfound magic, blows off his horn. And he's just like, oh, why'd you have to go and do that? Come on, I'm just asking you to come <laughs> with me. And, you know, finally picks her up and has to, like, carry her back there. And then the necromancer's a dick to the poor guy who just summoned him, and he's just like, yeah, I get it. No thanks. All right. Bye. <laughs> I you like know? Um, Darrow's demon. Oh, Momo. Bodyguard. Yeah, Momo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was pretty, he, he was pretty he, good. He talks with the same thing, and apparently, okay, like, little little world building bit yeah. that I really liked that was kind of almost like a throwaway thing is, I guess, in this world, you can summon demons. Yeah. But if they don't have a purpose or, like, um, somebody to control them, they'll just yeah. dissipate and disappear. Like, they have yeah. to have somebody that they're serving. And I'm like, that's actually really interesting. Yeah, that's it's a pretty cool thing that probably, you know, it was thought of. And they were like, oh, no, that's great. Probably as, like, you know, uh, an explanation, yeah. but it, it really does have some weighty, I mean, that's you know, really ramifications. Cool. So you, a lot they could yeah, have done Yeah, you get a it. thing with um, Momo's cousin, who, yeah. after the whole Darrow thing, and he's, like, working for, like, a new dude, and he's, like, polishing the dude's car. Um, yeah. But his cousin comes up, and he's like, hey, who is this mystic chick? Because he was there when she blew up, like, their drug lab. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which was a whole other thing. Thing. Yeah, it was it was a whole other and, thing. Um, That's you know, true. he's like, no, but she's like so beautiful. Like I love her, and you know, you gotta tell me where she is. So he, Momo finally tells him, I was like, all right, well, here, this is like where she hangs out. 
Right. So he shows up at the bar and is like, hey, mystic. <laughs> and she's, you know, here's some flowers. And she's like, oh, thanks. Yeah, these are these are real great. And then yeah. he's like, she's like, okay, well, look, you're kind of embarrassing me. Like, there's all these people. And he's like, oh, people. And he's like, going to kill all of them? Right. Because he's a demon? <laughs> that, well, because that's what, what happens with demons. So she's like, oh, no, no. <laughs> Teleports him to the moon. And her sister <laughs> says, like, hey, he's a demon. Like, if he doesn't have a purpose, he's just going to dissipate and disappear. And she's like, oh, I don't know about that. She's like, wait, I have an idea. So she pulls uh-huh. this whole, like, you know, I am, like, you know, your mighty dark goddess. You know, that was just a <laughs> test and you passed it here. I have a, a you know, a, a purpose for you. Clean this shit up. Because she's got, like, her sanctum <laughs> that she right. took from the guild masters. <laughs> so now he has to clean up her house on the moon. Yeah. But I don't know. It was, it was just very, it was hilarious to me, I thought. No, it it, it, it was fun. There's a lot of fun in Mystic. There is. And I mean, it, it's it's an enjoyable read. It, it was. Um, I liked when she went to the Savage Lands. Yes. <laughs> Where they have to kill that bird thing. Yeah, and then she um she trades in her, her robes for like Savage Land clothes. <laughs> it's like a purple leopard print. Right. Well, you know, that's 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 what you get in the I mean, Savage was, Lands when your powers don't cool. work. Like, she saw dinosaurs, but she thought they were dragons. <laughs> I don't know, that that was pretty... And then you had, like, the Yeti. The really yes, intelligent yes. Yeti. Yeah, you had the uh, the whole thing with the, the djinn and the, the, the freak oh, yeah, guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, so there's a lot of... It, it's, it's interesting. It, it was. You I, know, it's... Overall, I really liked Mystic. Um... Mm-hmm. It was a comedy. I liked it, you know, 16 years ago when it was first being published. So it was interesting to go. I mean, like, I haven't read it since then. So it was interesting to go back and reread it. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, like, rereading it with who I am now as a comic fan. Yeah. <laughs> where I'm just like, oh my God, just, I'll just put, put your ass away. Just put your ass away. Just... <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to thrust it in the camera every Theory, time. You're not charming. It's it's true. You are in this book. You're not charming. Let's see. In 1998, I don't know. You probably thought he was being a good guy. You know, I'm not gonna lie. Probably did. See, that's how it went in the 90s, man. Creepers it just, were I was everywhere. like, oh, but he's so dreamy. <laughs> I do like that he has a dog that wears goggles and rides in a sidecar Yes. I liked, yeah, his little weird, like, gremlin dog. Yeah, they're like little, like, scaly dogs. I was just like, what the (laughs) hell is that? It's his his dog. This is gross. You're gross is what you... Um, like, I mean, I've never read this (laughs) comic before. So, for me, it was, yeah, like I said, about a 5, 10, perfectly acceptable. You know? Uh, it had some f- some fun stuff in it. Um, the art it is, is really good. Really good. Yeah. So I mean, th- there's there's a lot of uh, and there's not a lot of the weird mistakes that you can sometimes catch. Where like a book will look generally mm-hmm. really good, but then you start to look at it closer and you're like, what? what the, Why are the these? Fuck? What, this guy like walleye? What What's happening? happening? Yeah. Exactly. Like, wait, what? What kind of perspective am I looking at <laughs> How here? Many fingers does but, this um, hand have? I don't. Yeah, it's it's pretty good on on a whole. So, um, 
I would I would uh, I would say give it a read. It's kind of interesting. It's like a, a curiosity in the history it's, of comics. And yeah, it's true. Um, I don't know. I like I said, I'm a cross gen fan from back yeah. when. So any chance that right. I get to to talk about cross gen and thrust it on other people who may not know or remember this company, <laughs> I right. will I will seize yeah. upon. Sound like I'm a poor dupe who's just like, no, that this is now you imbue me with that purpose. <laughs> I must read all hey, cross gen I, comics. I might. I got all of them. <laughs> How um, dare you? And I just like, like I said before, I'm just, I'm real sad that we never got to see where this company could have gone. It's comics. I mean, it just the the ultimate question that I think would need to be asked with this company is like, if they would have come out. 10 mm-hmm. years later would they have made a stronger impact well, than they did were they were they did, did they reach they too just, far or did they reach too far did they reach too far in the wrong time i think i think they just reached too far to be perfectly honest um yeah salaried uh, uh writers yeah. is like insanity that's i mean not that i'm saying they shouldn't <laughs> be paid i'm just saying that's um, because crazy. like i'm thinking of like Okay, you look at something like Image Comics, which right. back in the 90s was another, like, you know, totally extreme, it's just super, super, extreme. super extreme. Young blood and, and blood blood and gut 13 blood. And, I mean, all of Deviate, yes. all this nonsense. At some point between that time... And now they've become an actual mm-hmm. legitimate publishing house with really yeah, good that is creator true. owned titles. Yes. I mean, Super this is where you get talent. Sex Criminals, Pretty Deadly, um, Bitch Planet, yeah. Captara, yep. um, Saga. <clears throat> I mean, these oh are all gosh. image comics. And I don't know, I haven't looked at the history of image yet. To see when that happened, yeah. I'm wondering with CrossGen. I mean, if they hadn't tried to do so much so fast, so fast, if they yeah, had just maybe focused on the comics and focused on growing that, I think they might have actually stuck mm-hmm. around. I mean, they got people who didn't read comics because it's not scary if you can read the first issue. If you can jump right. in with issue number one, or they would do, um, they did their key issues, which was, hey, this is part of right. an ongoing story, but it's a point that you can jump into the comic because we'll lay out what this is about. So if you're like, oh, yeah. but I've always wanted to read like Way of the Rat. Oh, but here's the key issue and I yeah. can pick it up and I can read it and I don't have to know decades of right. history. I don't know. And then they, it felt too like they were, that they tried to build up like um, a good fan community. Like going through the old yeah. issues and I'm looking at it and they have like a whole section where it was like fan speculation. And they published letters right. from fans and it was like, you know, oh, what do you think the sigils are? And what do you think this and that? And I mean, that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. helped strengthen the brand. You know, it seemed like they, they did a lot of things right. But their primary, uh, like their primary vision was wrong, just, you know, like, know, just like, 
go get everything you right know, now. Go, go, they go. Did, they did thing with like um, or they recom- like they did their reading recommendations, and it wasn't cross-gen uh-huh. books. They were like, "This is what we're reading: read Lucifer, read Cerebus, read Strangers in Paradise, read you know Fantastic yeah. Four and Thorn." I'm like, "This is so cool." But right. It's different, definitely. Cross-gen. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes um, it seems like like to make a dumb analogy that I don't understand or uh, or support. Um, you know, it's like it seems like they were trying to be the apple of comics. <laughs> you know, just trying to trying to do things in, in a, the the same old thing in a different way repackage but something I think that, that is what they and, were trying uh, like i said i mean they were trying very much to be the very the reader friendly alternative right. and i remember that being yeah. like their big push when they first came out that it was it's like you know come read our issues and do this and do that and i was like yeah i mean i read a bunch of cross gen back in the day um uh-huh. my brother who doesn't really read comics He's not into comics mm-hmm. like I am. He escaped that. Fate. Well, well, I mean, he does read a lot of, well, wrote, a lot like, of classic comics stuff, now, like, but you know, to go yeah. to the he was yeah, never a yeah. subscription you know, he guy. Didn't like, have a box, know. but he read cross gen comics. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm just saying, and I'm going to be salty about this yeah. next week too, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we're we going to do one more title week, next so. month, and then or next week, I should say, yeah. and then we'll move on to something else. Yes, exciting. Yes, we'll, we're, I I want to oh, keep no, the it's, fantasy it's, thing going though. It, no, it feels good. Fantasy, feels good, man. Me. I've got a lot of stuff lined up. Yeah, feels mm-hmm. feels good, man. Um, so that uh, was our our kind of mystic podcast that we did. Um. We are Opal City Radio. You can get us at opalcityradio at gmail.com. You can send all of your, no, your hate mail us, there. Send us love letters. I, I won't read it. I Did, won't read those. Does either. anyone ever actually um, email us? I ask this every now and then. Uh, a couple. No, Michael doesn't share anything with me. Well, <laughs> look, and it was made at the onset of this podcast, what, yeah. three years ago? <laughs> three years ago. Uh, that I would I would handle the back end. That's what I do. I'm the, I'm the tech we, guy. I'm the support. Even one one note. We received a couple actually. We received a couple things like your podcast is cool, and I'm like, hey, thanks, and well, that was that's it. Nice. <laughs> we'll say nice. Yeah, Maybe if we get was, nice letters, really we should nice. read them on on the air. Um, I don't know if I want to. Or maybe you should yeah. forward them yeah, to because... me so I can read nice things. If I have to say. Well. Yeah, but you'll read them. Look, I'm just I'm saying, just you saying have never... you'll, you'll read them <laughs> oh, wrong, God, Emily. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I hate reading mail from people, um, on the internet because it's always there. I would hate to get a letter from somebody at, from sprysam at gmail.com. I'm like, oh, Spry Sam says, well, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, just saying, the next time we get a letter. Uh, you should forward it to me so I can read it. <laughs> Big Beef Boy Twenty Eight says. I'm just saying, I like to read nice things too sometimes. Okay, they might actually still be in the mailbox. I have to check. <laughs> um, but you can get us there. Yeah, well, you, you can email, email Michael me things, things that, and then I'll never know about it. So you guys can have secrets You're with right, Michael. Just, 
you guys are yeah apparently apparently um, you can go on Twitter though and interact directly with Emily. Should you care to expose How dare yourself you? to that? I am a goddamn um, delight. Uh, let's see. You can go on Long our time. um message board. Yeah, and totally no, trashes there. Leave us nice notes. At, uh, blogspot.com. That's kind of the until I I manage to to batter iTunes into submission. <laughs> That's going to be our main forum. Michael, if it's, you just harness the power of the sigil. Ugh, I just, I don't you even want to look at this heal. thing. If you just uh, harnessed all the seven different guilds, magic. If you no, use some no, of your, they can stay in my your contract magic on them. Well. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> iTunes. Let me show you some magic. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I've lost yeah. my train of thought completely. You can go on Facebook. Uh, we're on Facebook. Um, I have... Uh, I wish the picture uploader didn't primarily just seem to focus on if it's a male comic book character, their <laughs> crotch. If it's a female comic book character, their boobs. I'm sorry that Facebook uploads pictures like that. There's nothing I can do to fix it. I'm trying. Look, if you see the red Sonya post, I was like, oh, man, <laughs> like, I actually I actually made a thing, right? A comment where I was like, yeah, look, there's nothing I could do about the way that cropped. I'm sorry. This is a badass cover, though. <laughs> yeah. Red Sonya would cleave my skull to the teeth she if she would. found um, out. Facebook. Facebook is just the worst. Yeah, it is. Can it we, is very bad. But you guys well. seem to be on it. So, so leave us nice notes everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Toivo sees our stuff on Google Plus. I don't know if you do too. You guys should be on Google Plus with our pal Toivo. Yeah, it seems like it's just so <laughs> lonely there. Um Okay, so that is gonna do it for this week. Uh we'll be back next week. We're gonna read, We're gonna uh, read Sojourn. Sojourn, right? It's, God, I'm so excited. If I recall correctly. <laughs> IIRC Sojourn was a pretty good comic. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll see. Um, let's see. So uh, that's all from us, and we will catch you guys, guys. next week. This has been a production of Opal City Radio, now ending its broadcast day.